I'm Alex. And I'm Cisco. And we are the Black Series Rebels, and you're listening to the BSR Show. This week, we're making some peace with the Peacemaker and answering your community questions. Before we jump into the show, wherever you are listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review. You know it really would help our show out. We are without Steve this week. It is just me and my boy Cisco. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's good to see you. Um, good to be in back in the headphones and ready to ro- rumble. You know, uh, when you hopped on, uh, you know, we do like a little preamble before we start the show. We actually have our real friend <laughs> catch up before yeah. we have this like weird manufactured fake catch up on the catch up, catch up on the podcast. <laughs> and like, right when you said that moment, like, I'm good, man. Good to see you. I got the cans on. I'm ready to chat. You know, what's cool about this podcast is like, first of all, we've been doing this for, I think we're entering year five, right? Right. Uh, like, yeah, I think you're uh, right. Listen, man, that's half the time I've been with my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like a lot of time. And I started thinking about like my dad when he was younger, when I when I was younger in the 90s and how like he had his buddies, but like didn't really have it was like poker night. Sure. Or like one time a month when maybe they would all go out and grab dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, he would fly to Vegas and meet up with them and they would like hang out. But I think it's really cool that we created a show and or a piece of content really based around catching up with our buddies. It really is that. And it's looking like we're going to be able to probably do it in person sooner than later. Buddy, as long I don't want to get my, down. I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up, but I'm like, there might be a world where in like the next half a year, we get to do this in the same room again. If we're not living in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, well, land, I think, I think, uh, I think that's going to happen. No, man. If we go to Apocalypse, <laughs> everyone's going to require BSR. They're going to be like, oh, I got to check in what's going on with those guys. Yeah, like week. what's going to, what, what will have changed about Southern California? It's still going to be dry and <laughs> still going to be hot, <laughs> nice and hot. And yeah. Everything's going to be still way too expensive. Just more Air quality expensive. might still be the same. Yeah. Maybe even, much worse. Maybe even better. Maybe the solar yeah. winds will push <laughs> some of that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you watch any of the All Star game? uh no i didn't watch any of the all-star game we were what were we doing we uh you know what dude we went to freak what did we do i'm i I totally lost track of what we did on sunday but on saturday i caught a little bit of the um slam dunk contest it's like i don't know why we just just gotten home from doing something and i was like oh let me see if anything's still on and i turned it on right as the slam dunk contest was uh was beginning and oh boy, let me tell you what a S show that was. Really? <laughs> it was probably the worst slam dunk contest I've ever seen. What about it? What made it so like bad? Oh man, that dudes just could not put down any dunks. They un- and the dunks they did put down were pretty lackluster hmm. compared to things that we've seen in the past. And um it was just not cool like it was pretty like everybody everybody that was watching it you would see dude there was a point where they cut to Shaq and he was like this 
Like he looked upset that he was there and that this was happening. Interesting. So, I mean, you're obviously, you're much more plugged into basketball than I am. I only watch it recreationally, but Mm -hmm. like, what, why do you think that is? Is it because the game has changed away from flashy dunks and like the three ball has become kind of the thing, or is it just, it was just a particularly bad year. The ball was just kind of bouncing out of the rim. You know, it's interesting. I think that there is something to the three ball being a big thing because the three point contest was actually, from what I heard, much more exciting and was won by somebody that people wouldn't expect. And it was won by a guy who is like, you know, like a star, a star basketball player, um, just not on a very good team. And he's not a guy who is known for shooting three. So this guy, Carl Anthony Thomas, um, he, uh, he ended up in a groove and he's a dude, he's like a center. And he won the three-point contest. So I'm um, I'm shocked he beat Steph. I mean, that feels Steph wasn't like... it. Steph wasn't in it. Oh <laughs> no, I don't believe Steph was in it. I, I forget who the other contestants were, but I don't think Steph's done it in a while. Oh, um, maybe I, I could see that too. Like, yo, I don't want to every time I do this have some crazy pressure to drain like 33s and 30 seconds. Yeah, like, and I yeah, think that I it also that. like doing that is um, it's a little weird. Like, it can mess with your shot a little bit. You know, because oh, cause not it's not natural. To, Cause right. Yeah, exactly. I can see down that to grab it. And it's like, yeah, it's weird, but, um, wow. But yeah, they, you know, they got some young dudes, like really young kind of up and coming guys to do the dunk contest. And there's this young guy, I think he might be a rookie this year. Actually, his name is Jalen green. And, um, he's actually, dude, he does some insanely exciting dunks in game. Like, and so oh, I was cool. super excited to see him. And he flamed out in the first round. Hmm. He tried to do this same dunk. He tried to do this one dunk like eight times and couldn't do it. And um, and eventually it was just like he finally did something. And it was just like uh, all of the energy was gone. You almost wanted him to like Tony Hawk it. And be like, dude, just go until you get that. Because the place will go ballistic. Unfortunately, it was like the opposite of that. Like oh. it wasn't like Tony Hawk going for the 720 and then everybody cheering for him no matter, how many t- never, no matter how many times he missed it. This was more like, all right, stop doing what you're trying to do and just do something that's going to work because you're like killing the vibe in the <laughs> and so it was just like, yeah, the whole thing Bro, was kind of like that. you're killing the mood, man. Big time. <laughs> Go do a yeah. 180 and put that thing in there. And it was a bummer because the dude was like I, I, he was my favorite going into the dunk contest because mm. because I, I, I've been so excited by all of these in-game dunks that he's been doing. So yeah, it was just like there wasn't like a pageantry there. There wasn't a, a like an energy that has been there in the past. And so yeah, it was it was a bummer. And then I didn't watch any of the All Star game, but I did see the highlights. I saw Steph go nuts, um, and yeah, get, he went hard. Right, he went from getting booed. On like Friday and Saturday to getting like like crazy cheers for him in Cleveland, which is which is great. Um, And then I saw that LeBron made the game winning shot. Um, That's kind of all I saw. I mean, the the NBA basketball, the NBA All Star game is like kind of cool. It's not something that I'm like. It's actually the half All Star game I'm the most interested in. Me too. Me too, for sure, because the rest are pretty bad. Hockey's uh, horrible. Baseball's bad too. Yeah, um, and but, football's uh, not even a thing. That's like, <laughs> like nobody because the they Super have Bowl the is pro- after it, right? 
they have the Pro Bowl, I think, like a week or two after the Super Bowl in Hawaii. And I don't know who watches it. I have never watched one in my entire life. <laughs> and it's like, this, it doesn't look, it looks like flag football in a weird way. Like, it's, it's like, got to be, honestly, it's got to be for hardcore football fans whose teams like don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can watch that. I haven't seen my favorite player in like two months. Yeah. And they watch it and they go, yeah, that's kind of boring. The like, NBA game, All-Star game is pretty funny because it's like, three and a half quarters of guys just kind of like fucking around and like mm. you know nobody playing seriously or doing anything and then all of a sudden with like five minutes left in the game everybody starts playing defense and like they actually try and win it's like it's pretty funny to watch so i do like the nba all-star game i just we i missed it for whatever we we're i forget what we were doing but we were out doing something and i was like ah, eh, it's okay it's not a big deal well, I saw you tweeting about the Lakers. I saw you posting about basketball. So I figured I would ask. I mean, we're, at, uh, we're without Steve this week. Should we just make up what Steve did? Yeah, <laughs> Steve, um, it's not pumpkin season. What is nope. it? It's rainy season. So it's uh, <laughs> not uh, candy cane season passed. Valentine's um, Day is passed. Maybe he, maybe he learned a new recipe for pizza and was yep. experimenting with some mm-hmm. um some artisanal dough yeah and uh grew his own grew his own tomatoes yes um rolled his own mozzarella and you know took him a month to to Mm -hmm. make that mozzarella and um it came out just okay that's amazing that he bought that smoker to smoke his own pepperoni (laughs) he built he built a brick oven in his backyard a pizza oven a fire, a fire, um, <laughs> a firewood uh, pizza oven in his backyard. I mean, um, we say all this out of love, but there, there is not a zero percent chance that we are a hundred percent correct. Like he could have done that this entire I, weekend. I would put the odds at like 50, 50 that within the next 10 years, he actually builds a brick, a wood brick oven to make pizzas in his backyard. Honestly, He's got the space back there. He could totally do it. I could see this being the thing that puts the little, like the worm in his ear, like the little bug in his ear, you know, like Steve, Yo, if we inspired him, I'm, I'll am i take full credit. How sick would it be like in five years to like go to Steve's backyard and have him throwing up artisanal pies, bro? No, a, he won't even do it. He'll be like, it's going to be like uh Seinfeld. He's going to be like, listen, you make your own, you make your own pie. I'll pop it in there for you, but you, you, I'll have the, he's going to have all the ingredients set out for you. He's like, I got, I got sardines over here. I got, you know, I got pickled onions. I got, what do you need? You want pineapple? I got pineapple. If you want pineapple, (laughs) freshly cut pineapple sent flown in from Hawaii. I mean, listen, that all sounds delicious. It just makes me more excited to potentially be in the same space as you boys in the next, next couple of months. So, uh, this week, we're going to be taking it to a classic, uh, a, a, a segment that we've been doing for the last couple of months that we're having a really fun time with it. So why don't we take it to show and tell? Okay, Rebels, you know how this works. Each week, we bring something, we show it. We tell everybody about it, and it's always something we're super excited on. We think it's a really fun way to talk about things that kind of bring us joy in life, not necessarily things that we're angry about. There's so much cynicism in fandom. There's so much cynicism on Twitter. We like to keep things positive here. All right, Cisco, what are you bringing this week for show and tell? I'm going to throw our loyal fans a curveball today, and I'm going to hit them with something that I don't know that they necessarily would expect me to say, but... um, my wife and I knocked out the entire Peacemaker season in two days. 
Whoa, that's hardcore for you. <laughs> yeah, and for both of us to be able to sit there and like find the time to be able to go through all of them. And we straight did it, dude. Okay, so okay, so I finished it this weekend as well. I think we both yep. kind of inspired each other yeah, to push yeah. through it. I'd, I'd love to hear your reactions. What were your initial reactions? And then we'll we'll get into it without spoiling the end of it. Uh, oh, so I was able to avoid all spoilers. Um, Me too, which was really which is great. Great. How awesome was that to watch that yes. spoiler free? I was I was happy that I was able to avoid them. And um, man, I super enjoyed it. I mean. It is a super, super fun show. Um, it's got all the stuff that you expect if you've watched The Suicide Squad. Um, it's got all of the gun humor, all of the gun violence, all of the gun uh, language. Um, and it's got some pretty sweet character moments, too, that I didn't necessarily expect going into the show. And uh, I'm really happy with what they did with season one. And, and this is not a spoiler, but it's already been announced that they're going for season two, um, which I am very excited for, although I'm not going to be holding my breath for, because I know it's a a ways off. Well, yeah, he's got to do guardians three probably before he can even get into it. So I don't know if this is the case, but my buddy told me that he read that he's directing writing and directing each episode of season two. And so he is waiting to be completely done with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So if I could be wrong, if anybody wants to check me on this, feel free to check us on, on Twitter. But I, I mean, I, I believe, believe it because I think he did all of season one, right? I, I believe he wrote them all, and I think he directed like four of them. I think I he mean, directed think, like the first three, and I think the finale or the second to the last episode. I mean, yeah, it so. stands to reason then that he would want to try and do that for all of season two. I, I'm right yeah. there with you. I had a lot of people tell me to watch this show uh josh my buddy matt uh steve had been kind of pushing for peacemaker especially like before we would talk book of boba fett steve's like oh man i wish we could talk about peacemaker too yeah he was like really excited really i kind of feel bad that we're talking about it without him but <laughs> well i mean he, he 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 can chime in um uh next week if he wants to but you know what's funny is like i had the same reaction as you i was like damn this is funny this is great writing, super like, like crass, but not, not to the point of like, uh, where it starts to hurt. Like it's a, he walks a really great line with the tone of this show. And, and you, you hit the nail on something super important to me, especially in a show like this is the moments of heart and the real nice moments of character growth just shine on the show they're really well earned and when they happen especially towards the end of the season you really start to care about this character in a way that i mean he walks around with a silver bowling ball basically on his head (laughs) and it's like it's the whole character in and of itself is an oxymoron and the fact that Mm -hmm. by the end of it you're like i feel for this peacemaker character mm-hmm. and i feel for the people that are in his life yeah not not all the people that are in his life but you feel sure. for the ones you're supposed to feel for you feel for and i think boy i would love to see more of that kind mm-hmm. of brought into some of this not talking about any show specific not talking about book of boba fett or hawkeye or whatever i'm just talking specifically in general looking at these real kind of moments of heart and character growth they really shine through in some of this 
stuff that can feel like chicken tender TV, right? It's just kind of all the things we love shredded together and then pressed yeah. into a shape. And I think there was something special about Peacemaker. I was really impressed by it. I really well, enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that in particular with the way that this show was was made, it really feels like a long movie. Yes. Yes. And we, like I said, we watched them in pretty quick succession. I mean, I think we watched, there's nine episodes, right? So I think we watched like five episodes on the first night and then four the second night. Mm. And then we, it was like a couple of days in between. But um, yeah, we were able to blow through them pretty quickly, which is very rare for the two of us. We did something similar with uh, Yellow Jackets, but it still took us a, a little bit longer to finish that. Um. But I think that because we were having so much fun with this show that it was hard to turn it off, even when it was getting to a point where we were like, hey, should we do another one or should we call it a night? And we were like, fuck it, let's just do another one. Um, but what I was going to say also is that um, for anyone who has doubts about John Cena, if you haven't seen the show yet, okay, I mean, we're, this is still without spoiling it. If you have any doubts about John Cena carrying a show, which I admit I I did have doubts about, I, I like John Cena and the things that I've seen him in, but he's never been a um, main character in any of the stuff that I've seen him in. And I will say that he's pretty good in the show. So, um, I mean, I think that he does a, a a good job with his performance throughout the show, but I think that it's bolstered by this really, really incredible supporting cast. Yes. I mean, I think that like everyone around him is doing wonderful things um and it really helps the show a lot so i'm super excited to see what ends up happening with season two and and going forward but uh i loved uh vigilante i think is fantastic just a great character for me i mean just i want to piggyback off something you said about uh the supporting characters it is really hard to write funny ensemble comedy Mm -hmm. It is not easy. And it's even harder, I bet, to write funny ensemble superhero comedy. Yeah. And he is a master. Yeah. I mean, he has now proven that, like, straight up, James Gunn is who you should be calling for any superhero team up, anything where big personalities have to get together and kind of make something that is palatable. Like guardians is a perfect example. We all know that when that was announced, everyone went, we'll see how that goes. It's a talking tree, a raccoon, a guy with a tape deck and a Thanos's murder child daughter, like, and, and, and and Drax who's like direct written there and direct by James Gunn, who did not have a impressive resume prior to that. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of like, basically like trauma movie trauma shit yeah yeah and which is fun yeah for sure it's not a knock it's just you wouldn't expect it going into the marvel space with such a strange ip and to knock that out of the park to basically redefine the tone and style of the mcu i mean that's where i think you and we've talked about this on the show that that for me is when like the flag is planted yes this is what this is from here on out, this is what this is, and be ready. And I think everybody was on board. And I think most people would agree that the Suicide Squad is hopefully leading up to the Batman and the Batman restarting, the best DC movie that they've come out with in the modern era of DCEU. Yeah. And 
I'm hoping Batman is just as good. I hope I hope that that kind of kickstarted them to really embrace the the creatives behind each property because it's so important. And James Gunn is a perfect example of what happens when you let the one true voice be the shepherd of the show. Like Peacemaker doesn't feel like too many hands were in the hamburger, right? right? It didn't feel like it got overworked. It just felt focused. And yeah. I think it really shines through as we talk about uh, kind of the genius of James Gunn. Uh, I will bring my show and tell item mm-hmm. to the forefront. Uh, I think I may have already asked this, but we'll answer it for the listeners. Have you caught uh, the Kanye West documentary on Netflix? I have not. So it's really good. Yeah. I have been hearing good things. It is really, really, really good. Now, Kanye West is obviously now a much more polarizing figure than he was back when I was first introduced to Kanye West. I, for me, I mean, obviously the first time I heard Kanye was uh, a college dropout. Like that was, or wait, is it? Yes. It's dropout, then late registration, Mm -hmm. then graduation. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I remember hearing, um, Jesus walks on the radio and being like, wow, this is great. But I was still very much in my punk rock phase. Wasn't engaging with a broader type of music. I could be wrong. I, I don't, I'm trying to remember the timeline, but I did through the wire come out first. Yes. I feel like but I don't, wire... I didn't even know through the wire was a thing. Okay. Okay. Until yeah, yeah, yeah. this documentary. Right. So right, like, right. but yes, I believe through the wire is first. And then because he recorded of... that while his jaw was wired shut. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So there, right. I think this episode is about that. Oh, okay. So, the, so I haven't watched episode two, but I think that's going to be about him rapping through the, his jaw being wired shut. Right. Right. But I, I bring that up because I feel like, We've talked a lot about Kanye, you and I. I feel like every time there's a Kanye thing, you and I <laughs> talk about it because it's just like the three of us love loved his music so much that I think we mm-hmm. have fun kind of engaging in the mania that kind sure. of is Kanye's world at any given time. And it's really cool to go back and see Kanye before any of this happened. Like, so the sort of the premise is his friend who was a stand-up comedian in Chicago. I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's, his name's like Cootie. I think it's Cootie. Oh, Kid Cudi. Uh, no, it's not Kid Cudi. It's a ran. It's the cameraman. Oh, okay. uh, okay. His name's like, I believe it's Cootie. C-O-O-D-I-E. I I think Uh, don't quote me, but basically like met Kanye and thought, and he was like, he was filming something for like a radio station in Chicago. And it was like all of the Rockefeller guys. And they were just kind of like saying hi, some Chicago rappers, just kind of going around, like talking to Mace and people. It was like, it was all like the rappers of that era. And then one moment, someone just goes like, and this right here, this is Kanye. He's the most brilliant producer you've ever met. He's, he's the guy. He makes all the beats. And he's like a nerdy like fresh out of high school, maybe even still kind of flirting with high school. And he just goes like, Hey, and he's like (laughs) super shy. But then like, he says like, so what's your deal, Kanye? And he says, I'm a genius. Like he clicks right into that, like Kanye thing. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of follows him as he struggles to be taken seriously as a rapper 
yeah. in that first part of his career. And he talks all about, uh, like there's a story where he's like sitting with his mom. But anyway, as I jump too far ahead, like the camera. So this guy sees him, meets him and says, I have a feeling that this is going to be like one of the world's leading music artists. I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to follow this guy around. So okay. for the last however many years, 20, 22 years, he's been following Kanye around with a camcorder and just filming everything. Mm -hmm. So it's this super intimate, super personal documentary where you're kind of seeing this artist really struggle with the reality of who they are. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to like get absorbed in the Kanye of it all. The like I'm running for president, the make it make America great again. I mean, it's not even just that, right? When we were, when I was younger back in the day, it was what do you say to Taylor Swift or what do you say about George Bush and Mike Myers? Like that's always been a part of Kanye's kind of world. And to yeah. see it like this was really fascinating to me. Sure. Yeah, my uh, my exposure to Kanye goes back to I believe when he produced some songs for Common. I think was probably like the first mm -hmm. time that I remember hearing about him, and I remember hearing just the ravings about him as a as a producer. And I remember hearing uh, College Dropout and thinking like, "Yo, the beats on this are amazing. Lyrically, he's not that good." Like, mm. I was just like, as a lyricist, he's kind of mediocre, basically. Hmm. And, um, you know, he obviously improved and, and changed over time. And, and as not just his music stylings, but as a lyricist, too. Um, and I've gained different forms of appreciation for his music during that time. Um, did you ever hear Dave Chappelle talk about the first time that he met Kanye? No. I'm trying to remember where I remember hearing this, if it was on his podcast or if it was on where it was, but he talks about, it was on the Chappelle show that Kanye showed up, I think with common. And mm. I think most F was there. Talib Kweli might've been there. And I think Questlove and maybe black thought, like just a bunch of like people who were pretty big in hip hop at that time. Yeah. And Kanye basically comes in and is like talking about how he's like exactly like what you said, like a genius and like, you know, like killing like he's he's going to be like one of the greatest of all time. And they were all basically like, the fuck are you talking about? Do you know who you're <laughs> surrounded by right now? And uh, yeah, like Dave Chappelle talks about how that dude is the epitome of betting it all on yourself. Like, yes, he, he never he never doubted that he had the ability not that he would never doubt that that would become like what it's become now but that he had it in him was never in doubt for him yeah he he had the the like the the like unshakable belief in himself and it, it's always been there which i mean the greatest always have right like i mean that's he, that's but that's what's so cool about a documentary like this is because you know it's going to be there Right. You know that it's not going to be easy for him. Yeah. But he's he's going to have to lie to himself every day. 
and believe Which in is, himself. It's like a combination of lying yeah, yeah. and believing in yourself. Right. You right, basically right. like you have to lie to yourself that you know you are a hundred percent certain that it's going to happen, but then yeah. you also have to believe that you're talented enough to where it could. Yeah. You know? And you know, he he did a lot of things that were that flew in the face of what was popular at the time, you know, especially with his image. That that that's like, that's where they're starting to kind of touch on. Yeah. It's like there's even moments where he's like People just like don't like me because I wear polos. Like yeah. he couldn't understand it. He was like, but it's cool. Like they and then what's great is there's like, and I don't want to I'm not really spoiling it, it's Kanye's life. Guess spoiler alert, he becomes a huge star. <laughs> sure, like, yeah. I got bad news. A huge star becomes maybe the most important music and music mu- figure in music today. And right. Fashion. Uh, and fashion. And that yeah. that brings to this point is like he was talking about it and he was like talking with polls and then his polos and kind of his look. And then the A&R guy was like, nah, man, that's the best part about you. Like he knew it. He was like, they just don't know it yet. He's like, they don't know it yet. That's really interesting because that A&R was probably like one of a handful of people that would have said that. Yes. And, 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 and he, it wasn't even that he was like, they're wrong. He was just like, no, that's what I like about you. You're going to be like a fashion rapper. He literally says it to him before he's even signed him. Nah, man, you're going to be like one of those fashion rappers that just like becomes huge in fashion. And it's like, he saw, they all saw it. Like the ones that really kind of took the time to kind of recognize that this kind of a little off and clearly we now know potentially even at the time experiencing bipolar and experiencing some level of mental health issue, like to see him charge through it is pretty spectacular. And I, yeah. I don't the clips think he, that I've seen are pretty cool because I just like hearing the songs, <laughs> you know, when he's like, when he's testing it out, like I really like seeing that clip of him with Jamie Foxx and they were talking about slow gems and all you hear is the like, <laughs> You hear the the hook, the yeah. like, da, 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 and then he starts saying it. He's like a little Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross. And Jamie Foxx is like, hell yeah! And it's like, oh shit, dude! Like, there's that a great me back to it. Like hearing some stuff that I really like. You know, there's a great moment where like all of his friends are playing pool. And it's just like, they're like messing around and they're like, Kanye's not there. And then from like the other corner of the room, while all his buddies are kind of partying, playing pool, having a good time, you just hear home, 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 home. And they're like, yo, what is that? And he was like, Jesus walks. And he's just like like, tapping away on a computer. And you're just like, I can't can't even imagine just like sitting there and making that. Hearing that, hearing that bugs me out because if you ever get a chance and you're like in the mood for just like a music uh, orgasm, check out Dave Chappelle's Block Party. It was I need this, to see that. I haven't seen that movie. Came out in like 2005, like five or six, five maybe? or six, yeah, or maybe even seven, something like that. But um, he threw this secret concert. And he just, uh, you know, he was at the height of the Chappelle show. It was going crazy. And he was just like, yo, I just want to have a concert with, like, my favorite artist. And so it's got, like, The Roots and Erica Badu and Most Def and Talib Kali Khan and, you know, all these, these big, big names in hip-hop. Jill Scott. <laughs> and then it's got Kanye 
at like the beginning, like he comes in and he comes in with an orc, like the, they, they hired a, um, uh, a school orchestra from like one of the colleges. Cool. Like a marching band, a marching band. But I think it's like, a, I think it was from like an all back, all black college. Cool. Um, and, uh, they brought these, these young kids over and they show Chappelle going to the school. Like he was, he's like driving through and he, he, he saw them practicing and he's like, yo, I think I want to see if they can do it. And he goes over and like has a conversation with the conductor, the band leader. And is just like, yo, we'll pay for you guys to come down to New York and to Brooklyn to do this. And, um, and then they end up walking out with Kanye to do Jesus walks. That's and amazing. You, the, the guys in the tubas are like, boom, boom, boom. And they're coming from like all the way down the block and coming up. Dude, it's really fun. I, I remember seeing it in the theater and with my friends, and we were like legit dancing in, in the theater because it wasn't full. And we were just like, yo, every song is just that banger and we're going crazy. Oh, and then man. There's all these little cool intermissions with Chappelle and the different people, and he's telling stories and all this stuff. It's just like, it's a really freaking cool movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Thank you for bringing a little bonus to show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell. It's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, if, if if anyone out there listening is like on the fence about the Kanye documentary, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, it's free to stream. I just, I would encourage checking it out, especially if you like watching artists kind of like in their process. This is. It's pretty hard to deny how important Kanye is to modern music, and I think it's really fun and. Uh, valuable time for uh, anyone just kind of looking to be inspired by the creative process. Uh, but it's okay. So that's it for show and tell because we don't have Steve today, but we, uh, we threw out a little question, couple questions on Twitter. So why don't we take it to a new segment we're calling community questions. Okay. So Cisco, I threw yes. out, a, a call for some questions on Twitter. And I thought we never really do this. It's funny. Like this is such a common like podcaster move, like throw uh -huh. out the questions and you can answer them on the show. And we, we, we do it sometimes, but, but not really. And I thought this would been be a minute. Yeah. It, we've been, it's been a minute since we've done it, but we yeah. really don't like, it's not a common thing on the show. And I think it would be fun for us to start engaging with sort of like the people that are on online with us. So this one is for you first. So this is okay. from uh, Rick Villanueva or Cad Bane's bounty mm -hmm. on Twitter. He asks for Cisco, if you could place any sports into a fictional property, movie or comic, et cetera, what property would you choose and how would you adapt the sport to fit into that world? Great, great question. Oh, Rick, that is a very good question. Um, well, let me think this through. So basketball is probably my favorite sport to watch. Okay. And I think it's probably the most exciting sport that like is one of my favorites between basketball and baseball. So I'm going to go with basketball, the sport. And as far as properties are concerned, I would probably put it into like a, uh, in a superhero ish, like super powered world. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be the MCU or the DC universe, but just like with a, a world with superheroes. And I would love to see a game that's not like, like maybe similar in some respects to Quidditch, you know, where basketball is being played and you're kind of like, you're allowed oh, to use your cool. superpowers. I remember 
an old X-Men comic and I forget from when it was, but it was like, there was a time when I think Jubilee was on the team and I think Wolverine was on it. And so it was, it was probably like during the, the late nineties, early two thousands. And um, they're having like an, a down day and they're playing, I think they're playing basketball and it's supposed to be no rules. And then all of a sudden angel comes out with his fucking wings and he's like, you know, playing like flying around with his wings. And they're like, okay, I guess we're playing <laughs> with the powers now. And uh, it was pretty cool to see. So yeah, I think, uh, I think basketball with superpowers would be pretty awesome to watch just to see how people uh use them and then schemed against the the other superpowers there was a game i don't know you this might be before your time but uh when when i was a kid there was a game for the psychogenesis called uh, mutant league football mutant that my league brother football. And I, <laughs> my brother yep. and i loved this game you know they did was, that on uh heather campbell's podcast how did this get played did they really yeah you can go oh back i gotta and find listen it. to it's that great. episode yep Dude, Mutant League football was fucking awesome, dude. I think they had a hockey one too, eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, the football one was so fun, and they they were all sort of like loosely based on the on like the football teams, the, the real NFL teams, and some of the players. Like there was a guy <laughs> that was called I think like uh, I think Jerry, like he's supposed to be like a Jerry Rice guy, and his name was like Jerry Bones or something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> and, like the, the teams would be like monsters or skeletons or or like whatever. And then they could get like blown to bits. If they like got hit hard enough, they get like exploded <laughs> and you could do like a trick play where that you turn the, the football into a bomb and you throw an interception on purpose. So you could kill like one of the de- defenders. It was just like, dude, it was over the top and hilarious. And it kind of makes me think of like, that would be fun to watch with a basketball where guys are like fucking each other up with superpowers. Also, I think ways. basketball is such a, balletic sport like it it has such a gracefulness to it where the panels could be really beautiful too yeah like football the panels would just be kind of like a cacophony and hockey i just think is again like it's a graceful sport but basketball is like leaping and jumping and kind of step backs and fadeaways and layups like the body positions would be really cool for a really good comic book artist to kind of tackle like i think that's right i think that's a really cool answer i think uh, just for the sake of uh, different, I would probably do like skateboarding. I would make a total like 80s Bones Brigade radical time traveler from the 80s that like comes and like also is an X game skater or something fucking weird like that. Something totally ridiculous and silly. Hell uh, yeah, dude. That would be awesome. Okay, let's see. Uh, another question from Rick for me. Uh, what was the feeling ahead of the Old Republic trailer release, Alex? Were you nervous, sweating bullets? Uh, uh, relieved, proud. Uh, I, that's an interesting question. Cause I had seen it. I would say up until I saw it, I was not nervous because our director, Neil is incredibly talented. I knew that he was going to knock it out of the park. I knew that the folks at ILM, like I'm not going to be worried about what ILM is going to animate. Like there was never a worry of the quality of the product. I was confident in the script confident in the director, confident in the team that I worked with to help get that thing uh, onto your screen. I think for me, any nervousness I was having, I guess might've been to see how people would react to it, but everybody was so excited fairly quickly that it alleviated that. And like, you know, I'm a firm believer that I would never make something to make other people happy. 
I would, my first and foremost goal would be to make a story that delights me and gets me excited as my own audience. And I think when you operate from that place, it shows. So I was always more excited, I think, for people to see it than there was any kind of nervous, sweating bullets energy. I mean, you know, Cisco, you saw me leading up to it. I was just excited for people to finally get to see it. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe me and Steve are more nervous for you. Yeah, I mean, I think, because <laughs> we joke, I mean, we joke about it, you'd be like, oh, what's the reaction going to be? Like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at the same time, we're just like, you know, because as a friend, we don't want, we never we want to be protective of you yeah yeah we don't want anybody to be mean to you on the internet (laughs) so you know i think there's part of part of that goes along with it but you're absolutely right man the the response was very very nice and kind and gracious and well deserved i mean you guys did an amazing job with that um and it it seemed to resonate with a lot of people across the board and that's i mean that is a testament to the hard work that you guys did I appreciate you, bud. Uh, well, let's keep it on some Star Wars. We got a question um, from uh, Glitter Geek Alley. Uh, she asks, "Do you think that Jedi going forward should that Jedi going forward should be known as Skywalkers?" I think so, but I'd love to hear others' reasons for why and why not. What do you think, Cisco? Uh, I'm not against it. Uh... I like the decision that they made in Rise of Skywalker, personally. Uh, I know that that's not everyone's opinion, but it, I, I do like it. And I don't know that I I want them to all be Sky, Skywalkers going forward. I think that I like when the Jedi are diverse in a way that's like they don't all kind of follow the same thing you know like i think we've we've kind of gotten some glimpses of like that ahsoka is a different kind of jedi yeah right and i think that that and i think now we see that luke is that and that um that ray is definitely that they're they're all very different but still in the sort of like jedi path so maybe if there is a sort of like a contingent of Jedi that follow in Luke's footsteps that they become Skywalkers. That'd be cool. But I also like the idea of yeah, almost just... like Protestants and Catholics. It's like the same <laughs> yeah, religion, but like, but just like a couple of different changes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. In a kind of weird way. Yeah. I, I, that, that does, that's a good analogy. Um, but I also like the idea of there being some, like some offshoots, you know, there could be some Baptists out there. There could be some, you know, I, I don't know, just like yeah. the, the, the different kind of Jedi who like, maybe there are Jedi in some corner of the universe that don't even know Luke Skywalker. That's what I think would be cool. Like, like, like discovering a whole group of Jedi that are like, what's a Jedi. Cause like, think about this, right? The force let's, let's say that in the star Wars universe, we've established that the force is a thing that exists throughout the universe. The Jedi have called it the force, but maybe there are some, there's some, you know, remote, planet with the remote people that have been untouched by anyone on these you know the central parts of the galaxy but they're in touch with the force they understand it they work with it um there might even be if i'm remembering correctly 
And again, the canon has become so broad. That may have been a comic plot line where Luke yeah. went to another planet and they were like, I'm going to, I'm making up a word for the sake of the story, but it could be like, it was like, Oh, you practice the magic. And he's like, right, what? Right. you mean the force? And they're like, uh, you mean the magic? Like, yes. I, and I, I, I like that. I like what you're saying. The idea that like, there are people that are on the fully different other path of this thing, that they're not mm -hmm. corrupted by these two sides. That could be interesting. I would love to see that and then, you know, let it branch off to being like its own version of what the Jedi do. And then and then you, there could also be different versions of like what the Sith do and like the, the quote unquote dark side and what they do. Like, I, I think that, I, like I said, I'm not against the idea of there being Jedi called Skywalkers going forward, um, but I love the idea of there being different um, perspectives to how people deal with being force sensitive. How about you? I, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's a great, a great answer. I, you know, I don't see a world where the term Jedi would just like go away and be replaced with Skywalkers or that Ray would be like, I'm a Skywalker as a way of saying that she's a Jedi. I just don't think that even from just like a, simply a branding perspective, I just think that could get convoluted and confusing. I just, I, I think that Jedi, I mean, that's just a great, that's like a top, two top three star Wars words. It's just such a word that is synonymous with those characters. So I personally just, I would say, keep it Jedi, but I do agree with you. Like I wouldn't be against like, Oh, if you go study with Ray, you're a Skywalker. Oh. And if like, Oh, but if you like practice Yoda's teachings or like old high Republic style force using, you're a Jedi. Like, I think that could be really interesting and a great way to sort of like, keep growing that universe i think yeah. the bigger we can make that universe the better off we're going to be in 20 30 years when we've got all this great star wars stuff to consume so i think the more exciting and the more risky they can get with it i think that's i think that's a good thing now is naming everything skywalker the answer i don't know but i think it could be that's definitely a great idea to explore the force not outside of the light and the dark. I think that's fundamental to Star Wars. But, like, what are all the different people that practice the light? Are there other people that practice the dark? Oh, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. I think yeah. there could be something really, really cool there. Uh, here's one for me, but I'll kind of make it to both of us. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, how's cycling going, Alex? Do any sweet rides lately? <laughs> uh, this is from Devin Reed at Devin Reed 1138. Uh Devin, did my wife ask you <laughs> my to wife? ask this? Did my wife ask you to ask this question? Uh, uh, to to answer your question, not as much as I should be. Now, if you're on my Strava, you know that I've done I've been I've been riding this year, but I've only done like four or five rides this year. I haven't I haven't gotten out as aggressively as I need to. But I'm declaring today, Devin, you reminded me. I'm getting back on the bike. This week, I always feel better, better after I do it. I got to get back in. But for you, Cisco, how's the how's the walking and the running been going? I know you've been trying to get out there more. Are you feeling good? Yeah, actually, pretty good, man. I haven't been – it's not been every day, but it's been pretty consistent. Like, uh, I didn't go walking today day to pick pick up my daughter because i was running a little late but it's also been a little colder so yesterday i i i 
walked slash uh, jogged to go pick her up. And by the time I got there and she walked out, it was pretty windy. And um, we tried walking and she was she was getting pretty cold, even though she had a big jacket on. And so I was like, hop in the stroller. We're going to run back home. And so I just uh, I booked it back to the house. And uh, so I got my exercise in. She got to just kind of hang out and listen to music while we were jogging along the trail, which is pretty cool. But um, what do you listen to while you work out? You got workout mix? Oh, I listen to a kind of like jumble of things. Like I I like listening to some mixes uh, on Mixcloud uh, from some of my DJ friends. And then I also will kind of throw on one of my playlists uh, on Apple Music. This kind of depends. I have like a my, my Shazam list, which is like all the songs that I Shazam all the time. Like whenever I hear a song I, that I like, even if I've heard it before, I'll Shazam it just so it's like easy to add to my playlist. Um, and that's kind of like my my catch all when it comes to music. And then I have a breakdown of some of the different t- uh, genres that I like. Um, I don't really listen to podcasts when I'm when I'm exercising. Um, but whenever once I pick up my daughter, it's like either Encanto or frozen <laughs> those are the two big ones that we listen to when, when <laughs> she when she wants to listen to music so it can uh, confirm that nobody is talking about bruno in cisco's <laughs> bro nobody today is talking about bruno she hit me with the uh she looked at me and she was like hey daddy tell me tell me what i'm saying and she started like mouthing words and i was like i, I don't know i don't know what you're saying <laughs> i can't read your lips and then she's like I'm saying we don't talk about Bruno. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Go. I should have oh known. My gosh. Should have. <laughs> How could I not guess that as the, the old phrase, we don't talk about Bruno anymore <laughs> when lip yeah. reading? That's amazing. I should have known. But, you know, uh, we've actually done on the weekends, it's been pretty cool because now my, uh, my wife has also been trying to work out more. She, she works out at home. Um, she, she does like a Peloton thing and, um, she's been like, Hey, let's go for walks. And so we'll go for walks, uh, kind of like along the same route that I I've been doing with her and then, but we'll take the girls with us and then we'll go to the park and let them run around. Um, and so this weekend we went to the park. Oh, I think that's what we were doing during the, the all-star game. We went to the park, mm. ate, my wife and I ate, it was pretty cold, but we were, we ate fast and the girls got to play in this park that was pretty empty. And it's the same park that it's a park that is close to close ish to our house, but it's not one that we go to very often, but we're going to be having our daughter's birthday party there in March. And so we wanted them to be able to go and just check it out. And we really liked it. So I think we'll be going back there. It's it's more of a drive to get there instead of a walk to get there. But um, they get to run. It's a bigger park than the one that's closer to our house. They have a bigger playground. And the girls had a super good time, even though it was pretty cold on Sunday. Nice. We've got one more uh, that I'm going to throw out there. And it's uh, probably something a lot of people are asking. So I think a lot of people are probably getting excited from uh, Tony the Fett. We have one little question here. I see Steve's response is making me laugh. Uh, not being a strictly Star Wars podcast anymore, are you thinking about doing something for celebration? Uh, yes. I don't know what that would be. I can tell you my favorite thing we ever did as a show was our three episodes at celebration in Chicago. I'm really proud of how they all turned out. It was great to travel with Cisco. It was great to travel with Steve to, with Josh, with Ryan kind of bringing that whole kind of crew around meeting all of you doing the pin drops, doing everything like, yeah, I mean, what will it be? I don't know. I mean, we're in a very different place 
in our lives than we were just three years ago. I mean, which is crazy to say that was, was that it'll be four years ago, right? Something like that. Definitely. Three. No, three, it's going to be three years ago because it was right before Tony was born. Yes. Right before Tony. So three years ago, you know, S- S- again, Cisco right before Tony was born <laughs> yeah. is when it happened. So Cisco <laughs> has another child since then. Steve has had two children since then. And I am pretend I'm not having children. <laughs> I could have sounded like I was, uh, I was, I'm not, that is not, I did not announce that on the show. That is not, <laughs> that would be amazing though. If somebody messaged Sarah, like, He's Hey, Alex said you're having two a kid different uh, office renovations since then. Two, two different office renovations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, um, so will we do something? Yes. Will it be on the scale of Chicago? Probably not. Also too, like, LA's are that's our home base. Like I think there's a part of us that kind of wants to just go enjoy it maybe for one or two days and kind of experience celebration. We have passes. We, you know, we will definitely be there. We'll be giving out pins. My guess is, is that that's what we're going to do. We're going to do some pin drops and we will show up with some cameras and make like a little sizzle for YouTube and have some fun with it. But I think for us, it's going to be more about hanging out with all of you meeting you celebrating our fandom and just being excited. Now I will say this. If anybody wants to venture away from Anaheim and head to LA for something, I mean, we could, we could do some food meetups. Listen, I wouldn't be against like a bomb food meetup. That's what we really should do is just like, y'all want to eat bomb food. Come, come hang with us. Like, no, no shade on the food at Ronto's Roasters. I'm sure it's delicious, mm-hmm. but like maybe one day, don't <laughs> eat a Ronto wrap and come like out and we'll we'll show you some bomb Mexican. I don't food know why, some but bomb like burgers. immediately I'm like, I, <laughs> I want to bring people to Philippe's. Come to Philippe's. We'll go get some French dip. You guys can go check out Alvera Street if you want or Chinatown or whatever. You need to make a little day out of it. But, man, I'm in the mood. Did I ever tell you that? I think it was last year for my birthday. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Not last year. The year before for my birthday. We did a um, Philippe's night with my family. Oh, that's <laughs> like, great. Let's go to Philippe's. And so we went. It was cold, dude. It was like November. and uh, it was, But it was awesome, dude. I hadn't had Philippe's in a long time, and I love it. We'll host an In-N-Out night. Oh, hell yeah, that's easy. But you have to come and show that you haven't jumped on the In N Out Shade bandwagon to go. Yeah, if you yeah, if you talk shit <laughs> about In N Out, you're you're blocked for life. <laughs> we'll have to find a big one with a big restaurant. Yeah, it, that would because they, they're all kind of the same shape. So we'd have yeah. to find we'd have to find a good one. We could even do it would be hilarious to do Portillos here but not in chicago dude portillo's uh, here would be fun because that that portillo is pretty big and it's and it's close i i think we'll we'll definitely do something i can't speak to how big it will be i know um uh justin from saber bay has graciously offered us some tickets to the star wars after dark thing that they're doing um there's some there's a lot of cool stuff going on we'll definitely come hang out but like it's a little different this year right like we're not at the hotel we're not, you know, I'm going to be hanging. I might like go down there, dude, and just like crash in my car I, hey, for like a night. I might go down just for an old fashioned with you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Like I might just want to go chill at the hotel 
and just yeah. hang with people after and then just head back we'll home. have to like we'll have to coordinate we'll be like okay are the homies meeting at the hotel and we can meet at the bar because i'm down to have drinks with the crew that we had drinks with last time and have a just a chill night like that was very unstressful like that was from a, a day of running around and just like kind of like what was it like six or seven of us just kind of like hanging out in a little corner like having old fashions and chilling that was that was really cool what i I think my favorite thing about that celebration moment was that exact night what was so cool was like every like 10 minutes a new person would come in that we had like met on twitter and be like black series rebels and like show us all their pins yeah and we're like yeah have a seat let's get an old-fashioned and by the end of that night i mean that table probably had 40 40 rocks glasses on it and there yeah. were like seven of us we went hard and we were yeah. buying old fashions for everybody even matt martin's not a drinker and i was like let me get you a diet coke man he's like okay thanks man i'll take a coke like we were just like yeah yeah i love that vibe that's the vibe i want at celebration anaheim i just want to chill with people because here's the thing i I don't want to rush to try and get the hasbro exclusives i don't want to try i I just like that stuff's stressful i I really just want to enjoy people in their company like that that's for me especially and if we have a camera on us and we can make something fun. Maybe we could even just do like one really cool pin set meetup where we just like, it's a set. So you can come get all five. If you meet us at this hotel at yeah. this time, we'll just be chilling there. We'll grab some drinks and we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm, I think I'm the stoked. answer is one way, shape or form will be around celebration doing something. Yeah. yeah. And... Something will happen. We'll put the word out, and if people want to come and hang out with us, that would be fantastic, and we'll we'll we would love to see anybody and everybody that wants to hang out. Yeah, I think that would be st- I would be sick, Cisco. This was a very fun episode to do with you today. I needed this catch up. Agreed. Where can the people find you online if they want to find you? Twitter, Cisco Kid seventy seven with two D's. You can find me on the internet at Alex Backus or at un- Alex underscore Backus. You guys already know where to find us. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on BSR. Later!